Welcome to the Mariners Cast, presented to you by Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior Twenty, and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. It is Friday, September eighth. This is Mariners Cast number eighty-four on the year. Mariners uh, won in Tampa Bay yesterday, one-zero in a classic. Uh, that brings the Mariners to 79 and 61 on today's Mariners cast. We will recap yesterday's game. Uh, I will share a couple of things I found uh, with the pitching that changed a little bit in this game that I found interesting. We will talk about today's pitching matchup, George Kirby against Taj Bradley and uh, what I see as the outlook for the rest of this series in Tampa Bay. So Mariners are 79 and 61. 18 games over 500. They're a half game behind the Astros in the American League West. Mariners currently sit as the second wild card in the American League, two games ahead of third wild card Toronto, and two and a half games ahead of the Texas Rangers. Yesterday's game was a 1 0, as I said, classic. I call it a classic because you don't see a whole lot of low scoring games like this anymore. These are reminiscent of of my childhood in some ways. Uh, my grandfather was a big a Dodgers fan. I used to have to call him when the Dodgers were on Saturday night game of the week. Uh, Dodgers played in a lot of low-scoring games, ton of pitching, lots of Fernando Valenzuela and Bob Welch and Jerry Royce and then you know Alejandro Pena, lots of fun pitchers that I really, really enjoyed as a little kid. Uh, and then Ramon Martinez and some of the others. So it's what it reminds me of our teams like that. Some of the pitching heavy teams of, of yesteryear, but Mariners win one zero. As I said, Luis Castillo was on the mound for the Mariners. Zach Littell converted reliever uh, was on the mound for the Rays. If you listen to yesterday's Mariners cast, I talked a lot about Littell pitching to contact really low walk rate. Um, the Mariners chased a ton. Littell got through eight innings against the Mariners, throwing 86 pitches. Uh, really, really interesting uh, to, uh, watch for me because, you know, he doesn't throw very hard, um, certainly throws a ton of strikes, but is able to uh, kind of pitch to contact. Really interesting pitcher. On the other end of the spectrum, Luis Castillo, nasty stuff, um, walked Four batters really early in the game ended up going six innings, four hits, no runs, four walks, eight strikeouts. So this game was a well-played game on both sides. Uh, the defense was very good. If you're a pitching and defense fan, um, this was the game for you. Cal Raleigh was phenomenal. Cal Raleigh threw out uh, Josh Lowe in the fifth. Lowe was trying to steal second. He had a phenomenal jump, and you kind of felt like there was no way he was going to be able to throw uh, Josh Lowe out, and he did. Just an absolute laser to second base to throw him out. Uh, Cal Raleigh then in the ninth with Luke Rayleigh on first base um, and Andres Munoz on the mound was able to throw out uh, Luke Rayleigh at second. Again, another laser. It's one of those almost a, a video game type uh, throw from Cal Raleigh, just on a line, no arc at all. Um, he, you know, as framing becomes less, he is a good framer, but as framing becomes less important or not important, 
with the uh with the advent and introduction of um robot umps it his arm will become even more important defensively and i just think that he is such an underrated player uh it's really fun to watch him throw really fun to watch him catch and he he was clutch for the mariners in this game and then dominic canzone had a what looked like a really, really uh, amazing catch in left field in the sixth. It was a ball hit down the line. Um, if you watch the game, you know that the the way that the, the fence is shaped and foul ground is shaped down the line in Tampa is very strange. Uh, there's a really low fence kind of down the left field line, um, but before the foul pole uh, where a bunch of fans kind of sit and hang out, almost like a bar setting. And he went full speed into this low fence and ended up flipping over and making the catch. Uh, I've said before, I think Canzone looks like he's making great catches in part because he's slow and he's a bit awkward and faster players may actually get to that ball a lot quicker and not have to dive for it. But nevertheless, amazing effort laid out for the, for the, uh, for the fly ball. Um, big catch. He's he's a fun player to watch. He's kind of like our goofy player is the way I see it. Uh, but nice catching the six. So Mariners really doing the little things, playing great defense. Um, Canzone was not clutch in the top of the first. He had first and second and two outs. And he popped up on what was one of the most hittable pitches from Zach Littell on the day, a 93-mile-an-hour fastball that was middle-middle. And he popped up to center field. Um, that was, I thought when I saw that, I hope this isn't a, a pivotal moment in the game, um, negatively for the Mariners because he really did have a pitch to hit with runners on in the top of the second, uh, another kind of goof JP Crawford fouled out to, uh, Isak Paredes at third base. Josh Rojas was on first and I don't know if it was a brain fart. I don't know if Chris Negron, the first base coach for the Mariners, um, didn't, signal to, to Rojas that he needed to get back. Whatever it was, it was a, a, a little league type of blunder and Paredes ended up doubling up, uh, doubling up Rojas off of first base. I'm, you know, I know Rojas has been hot recently. Um, for me personally, I think the Mariners can do a lot better at second in the off season. He is what we have. Ryan Bliss, while hitting for some power and playing very good defense in AAA, um, is not the answer. Average-wise, as of yet, I think the Mariners are kind of stuck with Rojas at second unless they decide they want to play Demo or uh, Jose Caballero there more often. And then the Mariners' run came on a clutch single up the middle from Mike Ford. The announcers pointed this out. Um, I saw it, too. It was really, you know, with a runner on second, or excuse me, a runner on third, Mike Ford really wasn't trying to hit the ball out. Um, he just singled out the middle, nice, easy swing. Uh, he's a professional hitter. I don't know if we'll see him in a Mariners uniform in 24, but he is an asset at the end of your bench at minimum. And I think, you know, very clearly has proven that he deserves to stay in the major leagues. Uh, I like Mike Ford. He's kind of a, he symbolizes this season in some ways uh, for me. I'll think about him a lot when I think about the 23 Mariners. So great pitching, great defense. Um, the bats didn't really come alive, but you got that one clutch hit. Luis Castillo goes six. He really did struggle with his com command and control in the first couple of innings. As I said, six innings, four hits, no runs, four walks, eight strikeouts. 
He threw 108 pitches in those six innings, not very economical. 30% whiff rate, that's just below, or 31% whiff rate, just below um, what he's done on the season. He uh, he threw more forcing fastballs and more changeups percentage-wise than he typically does, and he threw fewer sliders and sinkers than he typically does. His velocity was down. Uh, on the fastball, 0.7 miles an hour, slider 0.6. His spin was down. There was no no double-digit RPM decreases, but the spin was down. I think he's I think he's fatigued. You know, I think he's tired, and I don't think that's a you know a necessarily cause for concern because he's he's thrown a lot of innings and he's gone deep into games. Um, virtually every start for the Mariners, right? We we don't really have that start where he's blown up and had to come out and wore out, worn out the bullpen. He's a horse. Uh, Castillo on the year has thrown 175 innings. This is already his third most, um, third most innings on a season. He threw 190.2 in 19. He threw 187.2 in 21. So he's getting pretty close. I understand that he's, you know, he's going to decrease on his velocity, average velocity and spin just a bit. Um, the interesting part with Castillo, and this was also the case with Isaiah Campbell and Andres Munoz, less so with Castillo, is that he had a little more horizontal break on all of his pitches than he uh, has average on the season. And I don't know if this was a decision on the Mariners' part to – was something they saw in their advanced scouting with the Rays that they wanted to move the ball east-west a little bit more on them and less north-south. Um, it could be something that you know that the Rays teach the hitters to to uh, really adjust north-south, and the Mariners know that. It might be uh, part of the reason why Luis Castillo was struggling with his command and control earlier in the game is trying to throw strikes with the ball moving more east-west is is a recipe for uh for some lack of of command and control at times especially if it's a new thing so he had a little more movement east-west some of that can also come from a lack of velocity um the ball will move more quite often if you are throwing the ball less hard isaiah campbell comes in in the seventh he strikes out the side picks up his second hold his velocity was up um 0.6 on the four seam, 1.5 on the sweeper, and 0.8 on the slider. Of interest to me was that he really did change his pitch mix. He was just under 50% four seam. He threw 11 four seamers out of the 15 pitches he threw. So it came very fastball heavy. And he had five inches more of horizontal break on the sweeper than uh, his yearly average. It was only two sweepers, so obviously, you know, small sample, but fact of the matter is he had a ton more horizontal movement and less vertical movement on um, on that sweeper. He pits well, obviously, striking out the side. Matt Brass came in in the eighth, one inning, one K, picked up his 22nd hold. Matt Brash threw, of his 14 pitches, he threw 12 sliders. Um, his velocity was down uh, slightly on the four seam in the, in the, in the fastball. His spin was down quite a bit. Four-seam fastball spin was down 102 RPMs. That is only on one fastball, so I would not I would take that with a grain of salt. Um, 
but he was effective. Again, he threw 12 of his 14 pitches were sliders. And then Andres Munoz closed the game out. One inning, one walk, two strikeouts, his 12th save, 20 pitches, 12 fastballs, five sinkers, three sliders. So lots of hard stuff from Munoz. His velo was steady, um, slightly up on the sinker and slider over the uh, yearly average. But again, with Munoz as well, a lot more horizontal movement on both the four-seamer and the sinker. So the four-seamer had five inches more of of horizontal break, and the sinker had four inches more of horizontal break. So really trying to go east-west much, much more on those pitches than he has um, this season. And then his, although his uh, slider overall in this game did not have um, more horizontal break, the slider he threw to Harold Ramirez to end the game in the ninth was a 90-mile-an-hour slider that looked like it made an absolute left turn, like Bugs Bunny style. Um, it was a beautiful pitch. And I think if he can get more of that kind of break on that slider, he's going to continue to be more effective. So I don't know if that's a tweak that Mariners did intentionally. I Because I see saw it in three of the four pitchers that pitched yesterday, I feel like it might be. Um, I don't know. I know that the the Tampa Bay is always ahead of the curve with regards to um, advanced approach, uh, cutting edge type of team. You know, they, one of the, one of the first to kind of start to pitch more vertically. So Mariners took a different approach. I like it. They won one, nothing old school pitching and defense type game. Uh, a lot of fun for me. That's actually my favorite type of game is a two, one, three, two, one, zero type, um, with great pitching Castillo, despite, um, lacking a bit of command, uh, still pitched six scoreless. He's just, I know the Mariners gave up a ton of prospects to get him last year. And I know Noel B. Marte is in the majors. Um, I love Edwin Arroyo, but man, to trade for a number one and then sign him to an extension that's below market was an absolute coup for the Mariners. His AAV on that contract through 27 is $21.6 million a year. Um, just a, a steal. And we, as you know, folks following the Mariners, are lucky to see Luis Castillo every fifth day. Um, his resiliency and his ability to cope with a lack of commander control at times and push through and still pitch six, seven innings every start is, um, I think, almost his best trait. So today, 340 start, George Kirby against Taj Bradley. Taj Bradley is the young phenom uh, pro- pitching prospect for the Tampa Bay Rays. Kirby is 10-9, 339 ERA, 105 whip. We all know George Kirby is tremendous command, probably best command in baseball. 159 innings already this season. His last outing was a three-inning start against the Mets. On Saturday, he gave up six hits, three runs, no walks, three strikeouts. And they cut it short. He didn't have it in that game. Um, he had pitched previously on the 23rd against the White Sox. Uh, he had an illness when he was scheduled to pitch against the Royals, which is why they pushed him back. Um, looking to just see, hoping for that normal kind of standard, straightforward George Kirby start, six, seven innings, you know, six, seven hits, no walks, a run or two eight strikeouts, six strikeouts, something like that. That's what I would expect from him in this start, uh, provided that he's healthy. 
Taz Bradley is 22 years old, right-handed starting pitcher. He was a fifth-round pick of the Tampa Bay Rays in 2018. He is 6'2", 190. He was my 22nd overall prospect coming into the season, my number five pitching prospect in baseball. He has disappointed a bit this season, um, both in AAA and in the major leagues, five and seven with a 5.42 ERA and a 1.42 whip. Uh, he had very good control and command in the minors, so it's a little strange to see him as wild as he is. 79 and two-thirds innings, 82 hits, 31 walks, but 106 strikeouts. So clearly the stuff is there. 8.8% um, walk rate, 30% K rate. Righties hit him much better than lefties do. Uh, I think a lot of that is he has a very a beautiful late-breaking cutter um, that he throws to lefties. He also mixes in a changeup quite a bit against lefties as well. So four-pitch mix, four-seamer, 44% of the time at 96 miles an hour. Uh, cutter, which is his best pitch. That is an elite pitch. I would give it a 70 grade um, on the 2080 scale. He throws it almost twice as much to right-handers, functions almost as his slider. It is 89 miles an hour average. Um, major leaguers are hitting it very well this season at 325. But in my opinion, it's his best pitch. 28% uh, whiff rate on that cutter. Curveball, he throws to both sides 17% of the time at 79. 25% uh, whiff rate. And then the changeup is a pitch that he uses mostly against lefties. 89 miles an hour, 42% uh, whiff rate. So pretty good whiff rates on his four pitches. Um, the cutter is, you know, coming up was his best pitch. It is not functioned as his best pitch in, in the major leagues. The curveball actually has, but a really fun pitcher to watch. Um, one of my favorite prospects in baseball coming into the season. He was expected to, you know, they didn't really put him in the rotation to begin the season. I think that was a bit of a mistake. Tampa tends to hold on to their prospects in the minors for a bit too long. Um, and I think sometimes the prospects rot a little bit and uh, I think Taj Bradley coming into the season in the rotation would have he would have had a different sort of energy and I think been engaged in a little different sort of way so Taj Bradley versus George Kirby tonight again if you like pitching in defense this is a game for you uh, Saturday's outing is uh, Brian Wu against Aaron Savali and then Sunday is Bryce Miller against Zach Eflin if the Mariners can take tonight's game they will guarantee themselves a split uh, in Tampa, late season, that would be a huge boost for the Mariners given their strength of schedule um, from this point forward. I like the Mariners' chances in this game. Uh, yesterday's game was, a you know, even though it was a 1-0 game in front of a sparse crowd, still creates a bit of momentum. It's just, to me, this is about whether George Kirby can come out and um, and be the George Kirby that we've known this season. Once again, the Mariners are 79 and 61, sit a half game behind the Astros. Just need to keep pace. Uh, 88 plus percent chance to make the playoffs, according to ESPN. It's a good team. Sit back, enjoy this weekend, enjoy some great baseball. I know watching baseball at Tropicana Field is not the most pleasurable experience, but it is what it is. Um, I grew up with the Kingdom. I know what that's like. It's still baseball. I love it. Enjoy the weekend. If I, can I will come back tomorrow with a quick recap of tonight's game. Um, super excited for this weekend. First real uh, 
first real weekend of NFL football. On a personal note, I did a crossover pod with Candace Hagens of the uh, Seahawks cast. Super fun. Uh, Candace and I had a blast. We previewed week one for the Seahawks against the Rams. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Seahawks season. We didn't agree on everything, which always makes for a very good show. Um, you will see me on the Seahawks cast a bit more moving forward. Just a Seattle fan, right? And a Seattle born and raised sports dude. So you'll see me crossing over a bit more. I get to be a little bit more opinionated uh, because it's not my podcast, right? I got to be a little bit more objective with the Mariners cast, but super fun. Um Celebrating my father this weekend, making a bunch of Filipino food that he used to love, probably drink some crown uh, and just enjoy enjoy the sports weekend. So have fun. This is what we are. You know, we follow the Mariners for is the Mariners coming down the stretch in the play, potentially in the playoffs. Um, great team, fun team, uh, best pitching I've ever seen in this organization. We are very lucky to have them. So. Thanks again for listening to the Mariners cast from Sports Ethos. Once again, my name is Tino. You can find me on Twitter at T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Enjoy your family. Make that good food. Drink that beer. If it's that crown, do it this, this weekend. Have fun with the Seahawks. It is football season. It is fantasy football season. It is going into the baseball fantasy baseball playoffs life is good enjoy it take care of y'all peace